Story number one. Have you ever met a human by 1,000 pirates? The human? Yeah, I've met a human in the embassy when I was an ambassador of Gilzeran. Just before it got old, um, you know. There aren't many humans, I guess you know that. There were even fewer back then. Only one in the embassy, one human, and a bunch of menial drones that they had rented. From the McCurdians, I think. Not much human tech was going around in those days. I would see the human at official functions, but nobody really took them seriously. We had obviously heard about humans in history lessons, the fossils, the relics, the whole mysterious extinction. Then the whole cloning thing took off, and a few years later they were given a planet. They were a curiosity like any other newly recognized species that had been plucked out of the backwater and given, uh, you know, the galactic community welcome back. One day, during the warm season, the human invited all of us into the embassy for food and drink and music. I talked to them at length about food. I wanted to know, is this real human food from before the extinction? It was, um, kind of, um... It was reconstruction, based on what they think the original humans ate, but moderated by the wider palate. Anyway, it was good. The humans had done their research, and there was something for everyone, even the Ecks, who think that they taught the whole damn galaxy how to eat and drink, had a good time. We had a few run-ins like that, official events, social events. We got on fine. But then all of the diplomats got on fine. They're diplomats. After a while, people started taking the human seriously. After the whole Hythraxia thing, people start taking the human very, very seriously. We get a message from home the day after that. It says, do not antagonize the humans. To us, there was still a friend. But I know everyone else in that district got a similar message from the home world too. Then the revolution came. Remember Lord Marath? Well, he didn't get that message about the humans. When it all started, we were all trapped at the embassy. We wanted to stay out of it. And we start to hear about the mass executions. Then the Marathites come to the embassy district and go from building to building looking for loyalists. They weren't allowed to do that, not legally, but they would have killed anyone in their way. They went in search of the human embassy. I see it from the window. The humans refuse. The Marathite shoots, and I don't think it hits. The human takes the Marathite's gun, kills the Marathite and the rest of his team. The whole thing took maybe ten seconds. That evening, the human comes out of the embassy with a weapon. A human weapon. They take all the menial drones and some smaller ones they hadn't seen before and head into the city. The next morning, we get a message from the human commonwealth saying that the peace negotiations between the Marathites and the Loyalists would be happening that day. Negotiations took two hours, and I was there at the signing. Lord Marath renounced everything he had and everything that he had claimed. He signed the Declaration of Responsibility for the conflict. He signed his life away to spend the rest of it in hollow prison. He gave up every single general who had carried out his orders in the city. And the entire time, he never took his eyes off the human diplomat. I was transferred out after that, and I applied for a post on a human world. I wanted to meet more of them, and see the human tech people were talking about. Didn't get to post, but I get to see the human from the Grazarian again. It was on Mazar, they were still the diplomat, and we were excited to have another human with them this time. 
We talked about how well things worked out in the end, with the Galactic Council and everything. We didn't talk about the Marathites. End of story number one. Story number two. Galacticum Primer BECB0E94 Introduction to Humanity I am Beckeltan, the third level documentarian for the Galactum Archives. I've been tasked with creating an informal introduction to our newest Galacticum members, humans, Tyrannus sapiens, Tyrannus horrificus. Humanity comes from a world far out in the edge of the known space in a region that doesn't offer much in the way of assets. This meant that the pre-FTL human homeworld, Earth, or Terra in their own language, was only visited by researchers, adventurers, and near-do-wells. Early expeditions to Earth gained much data about the planet and its inhabitants, and due to the morbidity rate amongst the Galacticum visitors, Earth gained a Hades 7 classification. These 7 on the Hades scale means that off-world visitors can expect a 70% mortality rate if they visit the surface of the planet. Some Galacticum scholars have opined that Earth should have had a 9.95 on the Hades scale, based on the number of Galacticans who have returned missing appendages, suffering organ failure, or been afflicted with a lifelong psychological trauma. Earth's biosphere is full of toxic chemicals, and it is considered a heavy gravity planet by the Galacticum. Here is a report from the early pre-FTL visit to Earth by Dendrosapien members of the Galactican, for your perusal demonstrating the dangers of Earth offers to the unprepared Galactican. Although it is better now that humanity has joined the Galacticum, they can offer accommodations if they know you're coming. When humans discovered FTL travel, an education was in order. For everyone. Humans are evolved from a hunting species and are apex predators of their homeworld. They breathe, eat and drink rocket fuel and many other toxins that are heavily restricted amongst Galacticans. Humans are made primarily of H2O, which is also poisonous to a target many Galacticans, and have endoskeletons made of rock. Their musculature is a type unknown outside of humanity, and the way that it attaches to their endoskeleton gives them an extreme strength for beings their size. They are also very fast. They are omnivores, and their jaws are equipped with mineral formations that, when the musculature is taken into account, allow them to eat, chew through many items that most Galacticans don't consider edible. They also exhibit a bite strength unimaginable by the Galactic species. Their epidermis is very resilient, and they are able to withstand horrendous amounts of UV radiation before suffering any ill effects. Said ill effects are usually overcome with the three to five of their homeworld standard rotations. Being as humans are made mostly of H2O, mere proximity to them is hazardous to the Galacticans. Well, contact is sure to put others into several medical conditions. Due to their diet and physiology, humans exude toxic cloud around them everywhere they go. They are the sentient biohazard zone to most all known galactic species. Humans are contradictory species. The contradictory aspect of these sentient WMDs is that they are very compassionate and want to help others. Therefore, early on in their FTL adventures, they found that they needed to adopt some behaviors that would protect other species that they interacted with. So came up with a social suit. This was basically a lightweight pressure suit that kept the humans' toxic cloud away from other species during their interactions. 
it is exceedingly rare to see an unsuited human outside of images or video in the galactic worlds. On Human Curiosity Human curiosity sometimes outruns their capacity for caution. This is one of the reasons that they've advanced so quickly for such a young species. Unless you are ready for potentially life-changing consequences, keep in mind that when asking a human to help you figure something out, Humanity and the Galacticum Military Service As humans desire to be helpful with their new allied friends, many join the Galacticum and the Military Service and Police Forces. These situations did not last past two standard years, for a few reasons. Humans are very goal-oriented and can get aggressive when attempting to achieve said goal. This led to many accidental training deaths due to the humans simply not knowing their own strength. Once this became apparent, humans started leaving the military police forces and two years after humanity had begun enlistments, the majority were no longer serving. There remained a few special military units made of nothing but humans, but overall, the solution was the Terran military forces entering an agreement with the Galacticum for mutual support. Police agencies saw human consulting officers who'd work and train were always demonstrating with another human, police in various techniques humanity had learned. Incident on Alarian 9 a human scientist assigned to research outpost on Alarian 9 had the habit of exposing himself to the local sun's UV rays. The veteran scientists had repeatedly warned him not to venture out from under the protected walkways of their compound. The Y behind the covered compound flew down one day and grabbed up the human, clad in nothing but a small bit of textile around its lower bifurcation, and carried him off. Alarian rocks were carnivorous territorial avians as large as the average shuttlecraft and were known to carry off just about any animal large enough to grab. The head scientist expressed dismay and he'd had to submit another incident, accidental death report to his superiors, and since it was a human, a relatively new species to the Galacticum, probably extra paperwork wouldn't be involved. After about an hour after the human had been killed, a ruckus arose at the eastern viewport, it seemed that the rock was returning, with the human on its back, legs locked around the avian's midsection and a headlock controlling the bird's flight. As the bird landed and adjacent field, the human quickly jumped off, and the bird just as quickly flew away, and made his way back to the compound, none the worse for his experience. Needless to say, the older Galacticum species present were dumbstruck. The complete accounting of the situation, including the raw audio and video incident reports and witness statements, may be found in the Galacticum Archives document 38B22B18-0D05-45BF-B77E-3D0466D60B13. Incident on Salon 7 The Salon 7 research outpost saw two humans join its group of Galactican scientists. Joe was a xenobotanist and Buster was a xenobiologist. Coincidentally, both were from the Oklahoma region of Earth. One day, Joe was working on some gear in the perimeter of the camp when he heard the native herbivores arrive near his location. Joe certainly missed all the veteran Galactican scientists who had been working outside rushed back into the compound, where they turned to observe the drones on the situation. Apparently, the local herbivores had a history of injuring, maiming Galactican scientists, and whether the human had slept through the safety briefings or just didn't care, the veteran scientists were curious about how the humans would interact with the herbivores. As the scientists watched from the inside of their compound, 
The elder Herbal War sneaked behind and closed in with Joe, and it was the last charge Joe, and headbutted him halfway back to the compound. Joe lay flop-dulled in the middle of the field. As the scientists had been seen this before, they left the drones on the station to deter predators and all went back to work with the intention of recovering Joe's obviously dead body after dark. That's when the herbivore retreated. The observation console beeped due to the drones observing motion, and Harvardi, an avian species, stopped what he was working on at the other end of the room and ran over to be dumbfoundable what he saw on the display. Joe had gotten up, taken off his social suit, and was wandering around in circles, naked, and singing something nonsensical. Round and round the mulberry bush, the monkey chased the weasel, was clearly recorded on the observation drones. Avati called over some scientists to watch, and the initial assessment that was Joe was suffering severe brain trauma and was obviously deranged. The herd of herbivores was still grazing at the far end of the field, but didn't seem too bothered by Joe's behavior, as these random meanderings brought him closer and closer to them. Suddenly, Joe left a blur as he disappeared off the display. When the observation probes caught up to him a couple seconds later, he grabbed the aggressive herbivore by its breathing holes. The herbivore had retracted its ocular stalks and frozen in that species' sign of fear of submission, which the scientists were all in agreement with the logic of that decision upon one finding a human attached to one's snout. Joe activated his comm implant. Buster, you there? Buster, yep, doing some workups in Lab 7. Joe, y'all had the 4-H-N town rodeos in that little mud slack of a burg you grew up in, right? Buster, yep. Joe, grab a couple stun rods, the short ones, and meet me out in section 7 of the perimeter. Leave your chute by the door. Buster, what's up, bub? Joe, we got a bunch of wild doggies that need some running off. Buster arrived at the perimeter, naked but for two stun rods, one which he handed to Joe. Buster, what's the plan, man? Joe. I'ma head this big one over the ridge and click away and let him loose. After that, we can run him all around a bit further. Buster, what are the stun rods for? Joe, as these ain't earth cows, they might get uppity at being managed to need an attitude adjustment. Joe started leading the now-compliant herbivore towards the objective, which was the rest of the herd following the leader. Buster followed along behind the whole group, keeping the strays in the path, using nothing more than a high-pitched yips and barks and the occasional direct glare and any wayward herbivore. The observation probes followed the group over the ridge, and that was when Joe let go of the animal's snout and immediately jumped to its nether, where it slapped the beast while simultaneously letting a loud ruck ruck oscillation. The aggressive herbivore immediately followed it dead. The beast on the herd took off running and were quietly out of range with the observation probes. Well, crap, said Joe. I wonder if they're any good to eat. The complete accounting of the situation, including the raw audio and video incident reports and witness statements, may be found in the Galacticum archives. This file carries a warning on level 7 for those citizens with the predation sensitivities. I hope that you enjoyed this minute look into humanity, and I wish you all good luck with your future interactions with humanity. End of story number two.